0: Welcome to session five of How to be Spiritual. In the early 1900s, Ernest Shackleton attempted to be the first explorer to cross the entire Antarctic continent. But his hopes were dashed when his ship became trapped in the ice and then crushed. And so suddenly this exploration became a fight for survival. And he and his men made it to this tiny, inhospitable island, but they were going to die out there without help. And so a few of them got into this little raft and tried a last-ditch effort to paddle hundreds of miles to a whaling station where they could get help. But it was slow going, maybe a mile uh, every half hour. There was no way they could make it by their own power. But then they crossed the 60th parallel into what's called Drake's Passage, where low-pressure in the vicinity of the Antarctic Circle, meets with high pressure from further north and creates almost ceaseless gale force winds. And they raised their little sail and they shot out like a cannon at over 200 miles per hour. Sometimes that wind will blow. And these men found that within two days they had covered over 238 miles and they were able to find rescue and save all their men. A power outside themselves led them onto a place they could not go because they had figured out how to harness the wind. And that's what we're talking about here. That intimate, animating presence of God available to us who position ourselves to experience the empowering nature of the Spirit of God. And in the last two sessions, we talked about how to raise that sail, how to be directed by the Spirit that we want to be consistent with the scriptures, because He is. We get our head in this book. We want to be contrary to the flesh. We want to walk away from some things that Christ died to destroy. He's community driven. The Spirit of God prioritizes building the family of God. And the Spirit's Christ exalting. He loves to shine the spotlight on Jesus. So to be directed by the Spirit is to position ourselves to dive deep into those four things. And there's more we could say, but that'll get you started. But now we need to transition to, but once we're there, how do we know I'm empowered by the Spirit of God? What does that look like? And as we talk about this power of the Spirit of God, Philippians 2, Paul said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Let the implications of what God's done in you happen outside of you. And then he says, because God is at work in you, both to will and to act according to his good pleasure. That the Spirit of God gives us the will, an inclination to do what's right and the ability to do what's right. It's interesting, Paul will tell the Galatians that the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I remember when I used to teach youth camps, I would always ask a kid to stand up and say, hey, do you like apples? They'd say, yeah, and I'd say, what's your favorite kind? They would name one, and then I'd ask him, how long does it take you to grow that apple off your arm? They would look at me confused, and finally I'd say, what's the matter? You can't. You like the chlorophyll. Yeah, you can't grow an apple. So what happens if you want one? You have to go to an apple tree. And here it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, and peace. So if you just try to be loving, try to be joyful, try to be peaceful, you can't produce that fruit. You have to rely on the spirit to produce what you cannot. Like Augustine used to pray, command me, Lord, but then give me what you command. So true spirituality, to be empowered by the Spirit, is that recognition of constant dependence. I need you, God, in this moment to provide for me what I cannot generate on my own. I'll give you two practical examples of how I do this in my life. One, I I discovered when I was in college. I was a missionary at these camps in the inner city of Colorado all summer long, trying to love these kids. But there was one particular camp where this girl was just, frankly, mean to me. And she was rude and would insult me and could insult me publicly and shame me in front of people. And uh, the morning came where I was supposed to go back to camp and love on these kids. And as I sat in my devotional time with the Lord, I just decided to be honest. God, I have no love in my heart for this kid. God, I'd rather do anything else than go hang with these kids. And I realized that's a problem because I'm a minister, but I don't have in me the love the person of Christ is meant to have for his people. So I just asked him, God, command me to love him, but you got to help me. You got to give me what you command. I showed up at camp and there she was again, upset, yelling within minutes, yelling at me, but the most curious thing happened. Even while she was yelling at me, suddenly I was looking at her and I thought, you know, it's hurt people that hurt people. And this little girl, she's been hurt. And I started to get in my mind a picture of of what a little girl is supposed to be, happy, joyful, knowing that she's loved and then having the capacity to love others. And I looked at her and I could almost see the ideal version of her and how far from it she was. And so I just began to pray earnestly for the grace of God to break into this sweet girl's heart. And I was begging God to move in her and I was getting tear, tearing up and, and emotional, just asking God to bless her while she was still cursing me. She got kicked out of the camp later that week. But I remember before she left, she ran up and hugged me and said, you were the one that was nice to me. And It was in that moment I realized, wow, I didn't have that resource in me. God did what He said He would do. As I walked in dependence, He provided what I could not produce on my own. And that's what being empowered by the Spirit looks like. It looks like the humility to say, I need you. So for me now, whenever I'm meeting with people at church, I just say a quick breath prayer, Oh Lord, help me love them. When I'm walking into a meeting, I say, Lord, will you give me your peace? When I'm entering a difficult season, I ask the Lord, Lord, will you give me a sustaining joy? Will you help me with my self-control? The spiritual life is step-by-step, realizing my dependence on the power of the Spirit of God to blow me beyond where my power to row could get me on my own. It's a dependence that can bear much fruit if you humble yourself to be led and empowered by the Spirit. And so ask him now for the grace before you step out into whatever meeting, whatever place you're about to go into today, try that. Try just a breath prayer everywhere you go in the same way that you breathe out and in. Say, Lord, help me with this, give me this, provide for me what I need for this moment. And see if the Lord doesn't meet you there. See if the wind doesn't blow as you journey with him through the challenges and opportunities of life. I'm cheering you on, I'll see you next time.